Welcome to the Quits and Giggles podcast, the show that empowers you to quit your nine to five and work for yourself. I'm your host, Lauren Leopold, and I'm here sharing actionable insights on how to start and grow a service-based side business, as well as interviewing incredible women who've taken theirs full time. So plug in and get ready to get inspired. And if you like what you hear, I'd love it if you could give me a five-star rating and hit that subscribe button so you get notified as each new show drops. Let's get into today's episode. Hello, and welcome to the Quits and Giggles podcast, the show that empowers you to quit your nine to five and work for yourself. In today's episode, I'm going to be talking about market research, aka the secret to creating an offer that clients will love and buy. Because if I could put my time machine into reverse, I would go back to June 2021 because that is when I made the absolutely disastrous mistake of trying to launch this brand new sparkly offer that I'd worked with my uh, coach at the time to create. Um, If you've listened to episode one, which was my life story, essentially, you'd know that that was when I had sort of just decided to go full time into my business. And I went all in and I hired this pretty expensive coach and she helped me create this amazing offer. The one thing um, that (laughs) we didn't do at the time was market research. And the thing that happened was I created this thing, this brand new sparkly gorgeous thing that looked amazing on my website, but it didn't sell anything. I wish she or somebody had told me that the secret to creating something completely irresistible was market research. I'd have saved myself weeks of work and tons of disappointment. Um, And then it was only when I started working with my coach afterwards that she sort of said to me, well, the reason that it didn't sell is because you didn't go and ask anybody whether they actually wanted it and what they wanted. So that's what I help my clients do now. And I've never made that mistake ever, ever again. So and today that's exactly what I want to help you with because it's one of the biggest questions I get asked about all the time. And the mistake that I see others make all the time is just this thing of like blindly creating something that you think your audience wants um, and also that they're prepared to pay for uh, without actually validating it with them. And so when you launch it, you get crickets. But the beautiful thing is once you go out and get feedback, like I did, I went out, I asked my ideal client um, all these questions through market research. I was able just to make very, very small tweaks to it and it sold like hotcakes. So that's really why I want to talk to you about this today. So firstly, let's just dig into market research. Like why the hell is it so important? Now, the first thing, as I've just said, it's really, really dangerous to assume that the offer that you've just created is what your ideal client wants without actually checking with them first, as you saw from from my example, right? The thing about doing market research is it's going to give you a ton of clarity on exactly what your ideal client needs to help them solve their problems and therefore are willing to invest in right now. Because it actually doesn't really matter what you think. It doesn't matter what your coach thinks. It doesn't matter what your family thinks because they are not your ideal client. The only thing you really need to understand is what looks amazing to them what looks amazing to your ideal client, because they're the ones who are going to be investing, right? So it needs to be created specifically to solve their problems rather than, I think I want to sell this. Let's just chuck it out there. That's just never going to work. The next thing is that it gives you really, really great confidence that that offer is going to sell because you've already checked with the people that they want it and they need it, right? Because you don't ever want to be second guessing your offer. You want to be super badass confident when you're talking about it to people. And you also want it to be an absolute no brainer for your ideal client to buy, right? Now, the third thing 
is it helps you get really up close and personal to your ideal client. And what I mean by that is you you can listen to the, the words they use, the phrases they use. You can listen and sense their tone of voice and you can really get to the core of like what's holding them back. Like what is their issue right now? Why haven't they solved this problem so far? And the beauty is that then all of that language that they then tell you, you can use that in your offer. You can use it in your website and your other marketing so that when they read it, they think, oh my God, how did she get inside my brain? Like that sounds absolutely perfect for me. And there's tons of proof that this works like, you know, with my clients, but also with me, right? You know, I get messages all the time from people now after seeing my offer or seeing my website or seeing my content. A couple of ones I've had recently, um, one about my workshop, right? And it said, gutted, I'm missing the September one because I felt seen in your last post right? Another one said, um, hello, I just wanted to let you know that I'm on the sidelines over here giving you a huge round of applause because your latest post spoke to my soul. So you can see from those posts that once you get this right, it really, really works and people just are compelled to get in touch with you, okay? Another one is that it gives you ideas, right, for new products, new services, because once you get your ideal client talking, they're going to give you really, really insightful feedback, which is not only going to improve your offer, but it may also spark ideas for other ways that you can help them as well. And that's where the idea for my power hours came from, from a market research call. It can also really help you build relationships. I mean, this is one of my favorite ones with those future clients, because 99% of people you get on a call will have some form of interest in you and your services, right? It's obvious. And that means they're open to hearing about your services in the future. So market research calls are a really lovely, easy way to get potential clients on a call with you without any pressure because you're not selling anything to them. And then the final thing which leads on from that is that it can result in sales. Sometimes I want to stress sometimes because sometimes a market research person can be so impressed with your offer that you're trying to you know, get their feedback on that they sign up then and there. And just to give you an example of that and how powerful these market research calls can be is the first time that I ran my um, group coaching program, I accidentally sold 75% of the spots on the market research calls, which was just amazing. You know, I went into that with only one more spot left to sell and it was just insane. Um, And my client, Nicola, who recently went through that program also had a similar experience. She'd been dabbling as a business coach on the side of her job as a lawyer um, for quite a while before she met me. And But she didn't really want to be using social media uh, that much in case her employer found out. So we uh, put her offer together when then we did market research to validate it. And she signed up her first paying client from the market research call, which is just amazing. So now you know why it's important. I'm going to talk through some of the common mistakes I see <laughs> with people doing market research. The first one is sending a survey. Okay. The reason we do not send a survey is because they have a pain in the ass for people to fill in. So they very rarely get completed. Um, And they also just don't give you that opportunity to delve deeper into the answers that people give you. Okay. And they don't give you that opportunity to build that relationship with the person as a potential client, because they're just this kind of anonymous person behind the screen. Right. So you're going to want to get them on a Zoom call, which will give me an opportunity to speak to them. And I'm going to talk a little bit like that later. Another mistake I see people making is trying to do market research in a group, like in more of a sort of focus group setting. And whilst, yes, that can be, you know, more efficient, I guess, to get everyone on a call at the same time, people really tend to not be as forthcoming with their answers when they're like in a group with a bunch of strangers. 
unless obviously you're like a skilled facilitator and you know how to get the answers of them. That's, you know, that's different. But for the most part, you know, the most of us, groups can be super, super hard to control. And you really, again, don't get that deeper connection with the participants like you do when you're speaking to people on their own. Another mistake is doing the calls individually, but not doing enough of them right? You need to speak to at least five people to get a really, really good range of insights. So just doing one or two isn't going to cut it. Uh, Another mistake, there's quite a few, is basically speaking to anyone instead of actually speaking to your ideal client. You know, I often get like, oh, my sister said she'd help me out with my calls, which like is fine if your sister is your ideal client. But if she's not, it's just going to be an absolutely giant waste of time for both you and her, because she's never, ever going to be in the market from buy, to buy from you. So her answers aren't going to be any use to you. Okay. And then the other really big mistake I see people make is asking people to do market research with them, but without offering any kind of incentive. And the reason I say this is because it is much, much easier to get somebody to help you with something if you're offering them something in return, right? And in the market research context, that could be like a free troubleshooting call or a coaching call or a consulting call to help them achieve like X, Y, Z. And what I mean by that is in practice, it looks like, you know, a 60 minute Zoom call with 30 minutes of market research and then 30 minutes of you helping them. And again, I'll talk about that a little bit more um, later on. The tips that I have. This is what I get asked all the time, right? My tips on doing market research well is, as I said, you're going to want to get your ideal client on a Zoom call. Okay. Now, in my experience, there is absolutely no substitute for speaking to somebody on a call. And that way you can really probe deeper into their answers. So if they say to you, you say to them, like, you know, what are you struggling with right now? And they say, oh, I'm, I'm struggling. In my example, I'm struggling with procrastination about starting my business. I can be like, okay, so what's behind that? So rather than just going procrastination, because that's a good answer, but I can dig deeper and go, okay, so what's really behind that? And then we might get to the bottom of it and realise that, you know, they're, they're afraid, you know, they're afraid of being judged and stuff like that. And that is so much more juicy than just saying procrastination. Okay, so that's why you don't do a survey. And that's why you get these people on a call so that you can probe deeper with them. And also so you can build those relationships with people. Because even if they're not in the market for buying for you now, they might be in the market for buying for you in six months time. So you've started that conversation with them and they've got to know the real you. Again, another tip is incentivize them. As I say, is thinking about like what's in it for them, not just what's in it for me. Okay. So find a way to invite, incentivize them with something they'll find valuable. Like I said, like a a troubleshooting call, a coaching call and tell them what they're going to achieve on that call. I'll tell you five steps to da, 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 or I will give you an audit of blah, 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 blah. Okay. And, and you really want it to be something that you can do live on the call rather than having to go away and do work for them afterwards. I've had interior design clients before um, say that they'll give somebody a free mood board. And so they do the call and then they spend like two hours afterwards going and giving them this free mood board. And we really don't want to be doing that. The whole point of this market research is that it's quick and it's easy. So you want to give them something that you can do live on the call with them. As I said, there's a structure to it. So my third tip is structuring the call so that each of you benefit. Okay, so that you've got a 60 minute Zoom call and you spend the, thir- the first 30 minutes asking your questions and then the second 30 minutes helping them solve their problem. And you tell them that at the beginning, explain to them, this is what's going to happen. 30 minutes, da, 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 and then 30 minutes, da, 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 da. And as I said, 
big top tip. They absolutely have to be your ideal client. There is no point getting friends and family on a call unless they're your ideal client because there is no point. You know, it's a giant waste of your time. They, they, they might give you some nice insights and you might get, you know, led down a certain route. And then you all of a sudden you realize like, oh my God, like, why am I listening to these people? Like they, they don't, they, they don't have any bearing on this because they are not my ideal client. It's like, sometimes I get my clients say to me, like, what do you think of this? And I'm like, well, I can give you my opinion, but it's pointless because I'm not your ideal client. So I have to, I have to really hammer this message home. They have to be your ideal client. And if you're not sure on your ideal client, then you're going to want to know, uh, go and listen to my niching episode, because that's going to tell you how to find out who your ideal client is. And my other top tip is really use your network to find people to you know, set to, to get on these market research calls, because I know you might be listening to this thinking, well, this is all great, Lauren, you know, I definitely want to do market research, but I actually don't know anyone who's my ideal client. I don't want you to worry because that is the first thing my clients usually say to me. And this is where my outreach onion comes in. Okay. And I, you probably heard me bang on about my outreach onion, but it's literally my favorite thing in the world. And what it does is it helps you brainstorm people to send your offer to because what it does is it helps you realize that in your network even if there aren't people in your immediate network who you think are your ideal client or who want your services they will know people who know people who know people who might want your services so it's all about sending your request for market research off to these people and saying, who do you know? This is who I want to speak to. Who do you know? Okay. So you can literally brainstorm 50 people to send it to in like 10 minutes, less than 10 minutes. And you can look at the following categories, right? There's friends. So there could be school friends, work friends, university friends, parent friends, uh, family, which could be immediate family, relatives, in-laws, step family, extended family, you name it. Um, work people, so that could be colleagues, ex-colleagues, networks, suppliers, and social, right? And what I mean by that is that could be like WhatsApps, uh, WhatsApp groups, sorry, that could be um, sports groups you're part of, wellness classes you go to, people you know through hobbies that you do. And I said, say, the key to this is not thinking about these people in terms of whether they are your ideal client. The magic is in who they know. So ask them, who do you know that fits this bill of this particular person I want to speak to? Okay. And then the other thing I want to say is just to keep your message brief. We can be quite tempted sometimes to kind of like spiel off this huge thing. And we really don't need to, because you're asking for a favor, essentially, you want to keep it brief. You want to keep it attractive. Okay. So when you're approaching an ideal client directly, you want to say something like, hey, so-and-so, obviously insert some niceties, like how are the kids? How's the dog? How's your job going? Whatever. Um, I wondered if you might have time to jump on a quick Zoom call with me to help me with my market research. As you know, I've recently started a business telling them what it is and I've created a new offer and I just really love your feedback on it. Um, and in return, I'd love to offer you a complimentary da -da 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 session. Okay, that's it. Simple as. And it's similar, but slightly different when you're asking someone who isn't your ideal client, if they know of anybody, you say again, hi, so-and-so, insert your niceties. I'd love to pick your brains about something. As you know, I've recently started a business doing blah, de, blah, de, blah, and I've created a new offer, which I'm looking for feedback on. I'm looking to speak to, and this is when you insert your description of your ideal client and their main pain point. Okay. And again, if you want to know what that is, you need to listen to my niching episode. And then in return, I'm offering a complimentary XYZ, da, 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 da. Who do you know that fits that description? Okay. That's the really important bit. Also, the other thing to say is, um, I know I'm all about, you know, helping you start a business without social media, but 
if you are willing and able, Facebook groups work really, really well too, because they are groups of people who are based around a theme. And so if you are, you know, like a business coach looking to, you know, help people start a business, you need to go and find Facebook groups who are centered around that. Or if you are an interior designer who has a, an e-design offer, then you can find people interested in interior design, or you can find local Facebook groups to go and post in. Okay. But I would always say, go to your network first. And then if you run out of steam, go to Facebook groups. Okay. But they do need to be really specific about exactly who you want to get on a call with. So don't waste your or their time posting in random Facebook groups. And, um, and the idea is again, like the messages we've just sent, you want to craft a, like a really, really short specific post. And you want to say who you're looking to speak to and specifically the challenge they're facing and what you're offering as an, an incentive in return for feedback on your offer. And that's it. Okay. So hopefully <laughs> all of that has helped you realize the difference between sort of blindly creating something because you want to sell it and just sort of chucking it out there and then getting crickets, which is sadly what happened to me um, and creating one that absolutely, you know, sells off the charts and, you know, I just, I can't get it across enough to me. It's an absolute no brainer, right? Why wouldn't you want to take the time to speak to your ideal client, right? I get a lot of people saying to me that they're really nervous about these market research calls and they're nervous about going and asking people. And I do get that. I get that, you know, sometimes we get, you know, a bit icky about asking people for favors, but actually I really want you guys to get excited about speaking to your ideal client because these are the people that you created your business for, right? These are the people you, in your vision, when you think about this business, these are the people you want to help. So why wouldn't you want to speak to them, right? Anyway, I'm going to stop bagging on about this. If you want help doing this faster, and also with the added benefit of a fresh pair of eyes um, who can, who's done tons of market research and has helped my clients do tons of market research, then my group coaching program, Side Hustle Without Social, really could be for you. So if you're interested in that, then drop me a line and find out how you can join the next intake. You can find me on uh, Instagram at Lauren Leopold, the coach, or one word. But um, in the meantime, I just want to thank you again for listening. There are tons and tons, bajillions of podcasts out there, and you've chosen to listen to this one. And for that, I will be eternally grateful. And uh, please don't forget to hit the follow um, and subscribe button on your podcast app of choice. Um, so you get notified as I uh, launch every new episode. And I'll see you next time. And that's all I've got for you today. As always, thank you for listening. And don't forget to drop me a review and rating and to hit that subscribe button wherever you get your podcast. And you can head over to Instagram at Lauren Leopold, the coach for daily content on how to start and build that side business and quit your nine to five. I'll see you next time.